This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 20th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. House Ag to take up beef bill. FAO official talks up biotech. And Vilsack urged to challenge Mexico. Here's a scoop. Lawmakers drop contract library bill. I Thursday action. A bipartisan group of House members is introducing a bill to create a beef industry contract library that producers can consult in marketing their cattle. The House Agriculture Committee is expected to consider that measure tomorrow. Representative Dusty Johnson of South Dakota introduced the Cattle Contract Library Act, along with Representative Henry Cuellar, a Democrat of Texas, and 16 other members. The USDA library would provide producers with key details on cattle contracts, including the type and duration. The bill is backed by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, U.S. Cattlemen's Association, National Farmers Union, and the Livestock Marketing Association. FAO official, biotech can help address climate. A top official with the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations says gene editing could help countries address climate change and suggests the technology also could help address consumer concerns. FAO is, quote, especially excited about the next generation of gene editing technologies that can be used, I think, very importantly, in ways to improve plant and animal populations, said Beth Beckdahl, an American who is the FAO's Deputy Director General. She was speaking on a webinar that the State Department held in conjunction with the World Food Prize Foundation's annual conference in Des Moines, and she went on. We can't have a discussion about addressing the climate crisis without focusing on both mitigation and also adaptation. And in both of those arenas, agroecology and also biotechnology practices have very important roles to play, she said. Agroecology applies to ecological principles to farming practices. She suggested the use of gene editing also could help address the consumer and governmental and public policy-related concerns that continue to circle the topic of genetic modification and genetic engineering. Now, keep in mind, the Biden administration will be using the upcoming climate conference in Glasgow, Scotland, to launch a multi-nation coalition to promote the use of technology in agriculture. And by the way... Beckdahl, who was raised on a family farm in Indiana, has a master's degree in ag economics from Purdue University. Ag appropriator indicted. A top Republican on the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Nebraska Representative Jeff Fortenberry, has been indicted on charges that he repeatedly lied to authorities during an investigation of illegal campaign contributions. Before the charges were announced, Fortenberry posted a video in which he denied the allegations. The three felony charges each carry a maximum sentence of five years in prison. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Grassley urges Vilsack to press Mexican ag chief on GMOs. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will be spending a lot of time this week with his Mexican counterpart, Victor Villabus, and Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa hopes Vilsack will use the time to press Villabus on his country's anti-biotech stance. Mexico has not approved a new biotech trait since May 2018, creating a bottleneck that is now blocking 23 traits in apples, canola, corn, soybeans, and potatoes. Mexico also published a decree stating that the country will outlaw the use of genetically modified corn for human consumption. Vilsack will be hosting Villabus today and tomorrow for meetings in Iowa as the two attend the World Food Prize gathering. Mexico starts first TRQ for soybean imports. Mexico has erected a three-month quota to allow in as much as 500,000 metric tons of soybeans tariff-free from countries like Brazil and Argentina that normally face a 15% duty. That according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The tariff rate quota went into effect October 1. It expires December 31. The U.S. is the number one foreign supplier of soybeans to Mexico and trade is tariff-free year-round thanks to the North American Free Trade Agreement. Mexican oil makers have been urging the government for a TRQ because of tight supplies, but the mechanism may not be used at all because of the timing that according to the FAS report. The U.S. is in its harvest season, while Brazil won't be harvesting the bulk of its next crop until after the TRQ expires. Nevertheless, it is the first-ever Mexican TRQ for soybeans, and now the mechanism is ready for future needs, according to FAS. Next-gen fertilizers won awards from USDA and EPA. USDA and EPA have announced awards for next-gen fertilizers that include a range of solutions that can improve environmental outcomes, including reduced nitrous oxide emissions, the largest source of greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture, while maintaining or increasing crop yields, the agency said. One of the winners is Smart N, which releases nutrients on demand by the crop and which creates a chemical cage for urea that dissolves into plant nutrients. Another winner, Bio 800 Plus, is a microbial inoculant that harnesses the power of over 800 species of soil microbes, kelp, and other soil amending ingredients to promote greater crop production and plant health. EPA to look at neonics' effect on endangered species. 
The Enviro Protection Agency has agreed to examine the effects of two neonicotinoids on endangered species and critical habitat. By October 2024, EPA will complete the effects determinations for acetaminophen and dinotefuran, it said in a proposed partial settlement agreement with the National Resources Defense Council. The agency already agreed earlier in the subject of litigation to review the effects of imidacloprid on listed species by June 30, 2022. If the effects determinations warrant interagency consultation with federal wildlife agencies, EPA said it would conduct that afterward. EPA has asked for comments for 30 days on the proposed agreement, that according to today's Federal Register. Here's today's She Said It. I think there's probably a permanent parking spot for Joe Manchin on the White House grounds. That Senator Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, telling reporters that she thinks President Biden has been consistently engaged with senators in negotiations around the Build Back Better plan. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 20th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.